Hey there, you are listening to Leadership by the Minute with me, your host, Josh Pennington. I know there's a vast sea of podcast content out there. Thank you for giving me a few minutes of your attention. It's one of the greatest gifts that we can give to one another in this day and age is our time and our attention. I hope you enjoy today's episode of Leadership by the Minute. On today's episode of Leadership by the Minute, we're going to be looking at this subject of how to give honor to individuals who are difficult to honor, the ABCs of conflict and how to keep your honor intact during that conflict. And at the very end, make sure you stay tuned in until the very end when we talk about the gasoline method versus the water method. Thanks for giving me your time and attention. Enjoy episode number three. How do you show honor to people who are difficult to honor? Where they have a position or a role and we've understood that that position, that role is impossible without God allowing them to have that role. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I'm thinking about governmental, heads of governments. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk frankly about the president of the United States currently, Mm -hmm. President Trump. Many people right now in our culture and society are finding it very difficult to show honor Mm -hmm. and hard to separate his actions from their own. And what I mean by that is, it's almost as if because of his some of his actions, then it's Thunderdome. It's free reign. Right. I get to do and say whatever right. I want. Two wrongs don't make a right, as the old saying mama used to teach. <laughs> the issue of how do I honor someone who isn't behaving honorably? Yeah. How do I remain focused on God and doing it God's way when this person isn't behaving in a godly manner, mm-hmm. that's tough. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have relationship with them, so if I have a disagreement with the president, I can't go to him and discuss this. Right. With a boss or a direct supervisor, mm-hmm. I should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So I would say that the first step of honor is to speak directly to the person that is causing the challenge for you. That's a first step. Yeah. And I've done this many times. Yeah. And everyone doesn't always recognize that you're doing it, but it's a very clear outline. I actually did a, a message some time ago, used this massive chalkboard with A, B, and C, representing three different people. So person person uh, A has a problem with ber- person B. Yeah. All right? Uh-huh. What we normally do is person A doesn't go to person B. Person A goes to person C and says, I've got a problem with person B. Yeah. And they try to sort that out. Okay. Jesus basically frames it this way. If you, um, if you have a problem with your brother or if your brother has offended you, I think the King James language says, yeah. if your brother has offended you, go to them. And if they don't receive you and no change is made, then bring someone else with you. Mm -hmm. And then if you still don't see any change, bring some leaders with you. Mm -hmm. So here's what what he's saying in terms of the boss scenario. Okay. If you have a challenge with your boss, Jake, you have access to them. You set a meeting and say, hey, I think we're having this issue. Or I think you came down on me too hard. I think you were unfair Here's the reasons why. I feel like I'm not living up to your expectations. 
whatever that might be, right? Yeah. They don't hear you. A boss is the boss, and so there's going to be internal structure in a in a business world. Yeah. So that whole scenario may break down at some point. Yeah. But ideally, what would be good is Jake is person A, boss is person B. That first meeting doesn't go well. So Jake says to C, who is a peer of B, equal in authority, hey, I don't want to do this, but it didn't go well. Can you sit in on a meeting and mediate for us? Can you help us hear one another? Hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. In a shifting now to a relational world, a person that you have difficulty with. Mm-hmm. Um, what I see happen is I am person A in this scenario and you are person B. You've done something to hurt my feelings to cause me to be offended. Pause and mm-hmm. honor. When you think through the lens of honor, you mm-hmm. might have offended me and you don't even know it. Right. So the first step in that scenario is assume the best in them because that's what love and honor does Mm -hmm. assume they don't have a clue i'm going to come and say hey i don't know if you even recognize this or notice this Mm -hmm. when you did this this is how it made me feel but what so many people do is dishonor they treat each other as common and ordinary so then i have a problem with you i think you know you did it my feelings are already hurt. I skip a step. I actually distort a step. And I, person A, Josh, person A, goes to Larry, person C, yeah. and talk about Jake. Yeah. Not trying to talk to him, but talking about him. Mm-hmm. This is where things spiral out of control and dishonor breeds. Yeah. It circumvents a process that... Jesus establishes, that God establishes in his word that will help us come at these difficult situations. Mm -hmm. Doing the right thing, the honorable thing, will always um, make it better for you in the long run to interact and honor people, interact with, excuse me, and honor people who are difficult to honor. Because even if the outcome doesn't turn out right or the way you wanted it to go, at least you know you did everything you could in that scenario. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the night, honor can go home with you. You can rest your head with a clear conscience and say, I, I did my best. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And then leave it alone. Yeah. Don't keep digging it up. Yeah. Don't keep discussing it. Don't keep talking about them. Like, let the thing go. Yeah. Right? Right. I've noticed this about dishonor. Dishonor is the opposite of healing. A wounded person is more likely to live in a space of dishonor than a healed person. Meaning, the wound heals. It's over. The relationship was what it was. And you move on. But gaping emotional and spiritual wounds continue to pour out pain. They pass on the pain. Yeah. One very wise individual said that every one of us are either on a path of potential or a path of pain. Yeah. 
and the the path of pain is one of dishonor. The path of potential is one of honor. Mm-hmm. Take that into the family area. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole saying that you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Yeah. Right? And I think you could also say that with bosses. Like, if you didn't like your boss and it became an issue, yeah, long-term thing, you could end up leaving, going somewhere else. Yeah. So I think to a certain degree you could choose that too. But I don't think you can choose who your parents are. Right. And... To a certain degree, you know, you may not have that many options with your spouse either, you know, um, depending on the situation. You did at one point. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're in a culture that still does arranged marriages. So, which... so this could end up being a long-term issue if it's not dealt with, right? So same, same advice in that situation or is there anything else? I would say um, as a parent, I take a higher degree of responsibility when it comes to my kids now they're into the they're, they're moving into adulthood mm-hmm. that's a very very different thing to navigate right? right because now choices are present yeah i look at it as my assignment i and i brought Angie and i brought them into the world for always and forever we will carry a higher level of responsibility that's just how i view it mm-hmm. relationally mm-hmm. as you age it 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 seems that you become less and less responsible financially, <laughs> or I think that's the goal, <laughs> to be less responsible financially. Mm-hmm. But whenever there is emotional and relational disturbances, yeah, I make the choice as the parent. Children are to honor their parents. That doesn't mean parents have the right to dishonor their children. Right. I think there's a mutual honor that goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you can't choose them, you can choose on what level you'll relate to them. Someone asked me a very provocative question. What would you do, Josh, if one of your children married someone that you didn't approve of? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they were actually drilling down into and made it specific about race. Yeah. Okay? And... Um, my response was, I don't care what their race is. I care, do they love my child? Mm-hmm. Are they going to take care of one another? Are they going to be able to navigate through life together? Yeah. What I would probably do, what I said is, what I would do in that situation is, I would make sure that my child understands the difference between me loving them and me loving the choices that they make. Because there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I can love you, Jake, and not love your choices. Yeah. I know you're going to have a birthday party today. You're going to have cake. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be cake? Uh, donuts. I hate that. <laughs> I hate your choice. <laughs> I can still love you. I can still go to the party. If you're invited. If I was invited. <laughs> <laughs> I, just so you're clear, I do like the idea of donuts. I think it's brilliant. But assume I didn't. Like, like we, and I know it's very me. It's very insignificant seeming. Like, no, Josh, you've just kind of brought that down to a base level, and you've brought that down lower. This is a really big deal. No, I get that. I get that. The point that I'm making is some of us can't even do it on the small things, right? Let alone the more challenging things, right? So, I think it's a. It is in an area when you don't have a choice, like family. Mm-hmm. You have so many other choices 
in the middle of that that are the ones that I would focus on. When trust and respect, which respect is honor and honor is respect. When trust and honor are gone mm-hmm. from both sides, yeah. that relationship is over until and if, excuse me, until and unless somehow that's recovered. That's sad. Mm. It's painful. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. It also highlights the importance of some of the things we've discussed about communicate. Yeah. Say what's going on. Yeah. Work those things out. Don't gunny sack them and hold them all in a backpack emotionally until you just, you know, explode mm-hmm. on it. Um, sometimes people make choices. People who are your family make choices that hurt you. I know several several people who are younger, their parents have made choices that violated the law that they're paying a penalty for for a really long time. That affects that child. Yeah. That child didn't choose that. That is very tough. Mm-hmm. That child, though, I'm convinced, given the right track to run on, can, can still find a walk of honor. They don't let their past control. They don't let mm. their parents determine their future. Mm-hmm. In other words, for the person listening who has a challenging situation with family, you are not an inevitable repeat of your family. Right. You and I both have components of our lives that speak to that. Yep. Inevitable repeat, even when your family is good. Mm-hmm. You don't have to carry on that business. You don't have to go down that path. You don't have to succumb to that addiction. You don't you don't have to think those thoughts. You can break that you can break that cycle. Yeah. And honor helps us to achieve that. I kinda am thinking about similarities that we talked about with like tithing at the church or yeah. giving. Mm-hmm. Where you've kind of mentioned, hey, look, if you're not at you know, uh, the biblical pattern of 10%, where's your heart? What can you do? Start small. Starting small and starting at the beginning. So for the person who's like, I cannot think of anything that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. Good. Then just don't stay there, but then just don't do anything. If you can't do anything good at all, okay, that's where you are. Acknowledge it. Mm Mm-hmm. Just don't do anything evil. Yeah. <laughs> don't add to it. Yeah. Don't put fuel on the fire. Yeah. Uh, one of my one of my mentors says it this way: you're uh, you're bound to encounter conflict, and when you encounter conflict, everyone carries two buckets to the conflict. The conflict ends up being a fire. That's the fire, and you carry to that fire conflict either a bucket of water or a bucket of gasoline. Yeah. Whatever you throw on it is your choice. Uh, in some cases, a small enough fire in a contained area, if you just do nothing, mm-hmm. eventually it'll go out. Uh, and I think that that is, I think that is a good step for someone who might be listening. Like, hey, just don't add to it. Yeah. You can, you, if all you've got today is a bucket of gasoline, just don't throw it. 
A million thanks for listening to today's episode of Leadership by the Minute. If this episode added value to you, do me two favors. Subscribe to this podcast and share this podcast with a friend. Your support means the world to me. So until next time, keep leading well.